Hey, I've got another episode of the Project Natty Goat podcast here for you. Uh, but right before we get into that, if I could ask for your help, please. Um, a lot of people are sharing the podcast to their stories on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. And I really appreciate it. Like, it really does mean a lot that people are kind of responding well to this. And just thank you for that. Um, so if you can keep that up, I will dance at your weddings. Or I'll write you into me, or I'll write you into me will. Not that I've got fucking anything to give you, like. But um, if I can also ask you as well, just to leave a five-star review on like, wherever you get your podcasts. Like, look, I know fuck all about this stuff. <laughs> I'm just copying what the other podcasters say. I do need to actually learn how to do this shit properly. But for now, let's just go with that. Keep sharing. Give us a five-star review. If you think it's a five-star podcast... If you think it's a one-star podcast, still give us a five-star review. Fuck it. We're all friends here. Right. Um, so, thank you for your support. And enjoy the episode. Right then, so I'm trying something new for this episode of the podcast. So um, something came up in the episode that I was recording with Matt and Susie Gary yesterday and we were talking about um, my World Championship campaigns and it came up to um, Belarus was 2017, the last one that I did. And then I, and then I went on a Facebook just about half an hour ago here at like 10 o'clock and um, on my Facebook memories, one of my best mates from 2014, I think he, shit, he put on me wall saying, like, was never in doubt you're the best squatter in the world. And that's because I won gold. That was from um, 2014. So when I first started off in powerlifting, like, I was really, really close to that top of the pack. Like, it was Christoph Jörg, and me, basically, who were, like, top two, top three. I was in the top three for the first three or four years of powerlifting. And then, like, so my total was going up all the time because I was able to stay, I was able to stay close to that pack, to that, like, upper echelon of um, lift down in the 93 in the 105 kilo class. But my placing was coming down because the sport was growing in popularity and there was just more numbers. And it was just harder, probability-wise, for me to, um, for me to actually keep that place and consistent with the total going up so like one of the things that i pride myself on is i feel like i'm very self-aware and i just knew that the way i was doing things always fucking training getting ready for that next competition every year year after year putting other parts of my life on hold it just wasn't doing anything for my long-term mental health and as a result i ended up just stay, taking way too much time off the gym because I just couldn't face it. I couldn't get there consistently any like, 
and, and things like that. So um, coming into this coming into this competition in Belarus, I remember it was like this is when I started getting pre pre proper annoyed with powerlifting as well, where like they started proper like, glamorizing the competitions. And it was like, this was built the battle of the 105s. And it's just fucking hell, man. We're lifting weight on a platform. Calm your fucking passion. You know what I mean? So, like, it was just the hype was fucking huge. There was me, Christoph, Bryce Lewis, uh, Garrett Blevins, who, like, were the, like, the, the front runners to take the whole thing. And, like, it was realistically, in my opinion, it was between um, Bryce and Christoph. I think I had the world record squat in 2016 and I lost that at the Arnold and I was there to see it happen as well. And then the world was like a few months later. So like I was coming into this competition, lost me world records. Um, and I was kind of like, I was, I was put across as the dark horse of the division where like if I had the perfect day and a few people fucked up here and there, I might kind of swing in and just take it from every, under everybody know, everybody's noses, but the people at the top of the game, especially in the 105s, are so consistent. Like, you never see Christoph, Bryce, Blevin, you never see those guys go, like, any lower than eight for nine on the day. And I knew on my best day, I was third at best. I knew that coming into the competition, and I think I knew that I was done after this one because... I just knew that I had to take a, I just had to take a competitive break just to kind of find myself again, and um, yeah, I just knew that something had to change because I just knew that I wasn't ever going to win the world title with the way that I was mentally. I, I knew I had to start working on building that discipline, and that was one of the driving factors to me moving back home, um, starting doing martial arts, like everything that I've been through has led me to this point now where I have this clarity so that I can look back on something like this now and I'm looking at it with a completely different, like a fresh set of eyes and like, I'm fucking really proud of what I did here. So what I'm going to do, this is going to be an IGTV video, just this voiceover with the competition, but I'm also going to, I'm going to basically review it live now because I'm recording it into my recorder and my phone I've got my headphones so I can just put the volume down a little bit so it doesn't clash. We'll hit play on this bitch and I'll talk through what I was going through on the competition because I managed to find a nice little like five minute um, YouTube video of all the of all the lifts. So um, I'll I'll set it up. I'll lead you in by saying that. Um, so this was June of 2017 and. It's everybody who is who is a top class competitor. Anybody who knows that it's like championship campaigns are built in the off season when you your where you place it has a lot to do with that last six to eight weeks of training when everything's getting tough, but it has so much more to do with how you use that time when you're off, and. I've been really fortunate that the calendar was the way that it was, where I could qualify in like March, April time. No, sorry, the British Championships were September or October. I was thinking about the bloody bodybuilding comp there. <laughs> um, so the British was always like September, October time, and then Worlds was always June. So it was like 
I got to do the bulk of my training during the summertime for those two competitions, like the spring and the summertime when the sun was out and it was easier to hold it together for me. I don't know how I would have been if Worlds was if Worlds was always like, say if it was like January, February, and I had to try and train throughout the winter because in those winter months, my mental health just goes down the fucking swanny. And um, I end up just wasting so much time. Like, you, I can guarantee you three or four months of that off-season was spent with me getting two or three sessions in in a row and then taking two or three weeks off the gym because I just couldn't get out of bed because I just couldn't be arse facing anything. So that was why I knew that I wasn't coming close to winning this competition. As I said, I was third at best. If I have my best day and somebody and Blevins missed a lift here or there, because I think it was between me and him for third and fourth, like from the start, I knew it was going to be um, Bryce and Kristoff who were going to be looking for the for the win there. And um, like I knew that that was the best I could hope for because of how inconsistent my off seasons typically were. Like I get by a lot with my like with my talent rather than my discipline and. Now that I feel that like I'm getting those two things back, I feel like I can go and actually like make a run at this title. Right, so we're on 720 fucking 8. Make a mental note of that. We're hitting play on this bitch. Okay, so I remember going into this feeling really good on the squats. Like, I'm big here. So, like, I was competing in the 105 kilo class, but I know for a fact. At the Arnold, I had to cut from 112 to 105 to make this weight. And I'm pretty sure I did a similar thing in Belarus as well. And um, just had a fucking shit time of it at, at the actual competition as well. Like, it was just, oh, it was, a, I didn't like Belarus. So I think this, I think this first weight was, what was it, 305, 302 and a half or something like that. And always routine. And something what you'll see you, the um, commentators comment on is how my intensity increases with each lift. And it's like, I don't just do this shit because it looks, cause it looks cool. It looks fucking stupid, let's be honest. <laughs> but I do it because it's how, like, I just, this is where I let out all my fucking anger and frustration. And just like, there's a fucking lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool as well, because this is... Ah, so what you'll see on this lift here... I'll shut the fuck up for a second. So, that's that little stumble back there. So, what ends up happening... I failed the lift 2-1 to one because of the stumble. But in the rules, if you've gotten the rack command, it's fine if that does happen. So, we got it overturned. And I ended up being able to go for 325 on the last attempt. But what ended up happening was like, that, that stumble back happened because both of my quads cramped so fucking badly because of the savage wake up that I had to make. And now that I've got this discipline, I want to be coming in like just very, very close to whatever wake I'm going to be competing in so that I don't have this kind of challenge of trying to stay hydrated and everything because... Seven kilos is a lot of weight to drop in a week. And when you're a fat bastard as well, like, it's pointless doing it. I'd have been much better off just being, like, 107 and just being a lot leaner. I would have had more energy during the during the day. But it is what it is. So at that point, I knew my chances of fucking anything were over. Um, I was really fighting for third at this point. And, yeah, just fucking... 
it is what it is. Like, and previously that might have gotten me down. It might have gotten me really annoyed because I put so much pressure on myself for all these competitions. Like, I remember when I came second in South Africa. I know third in South Africa. I remember when I came third there. It was just like I was demoralized because I wanted to win that title so badly and. At that point on this day, I just thought, fuck it, let's go and have some fun. Um, oh my god, I've just I've just realised this is the fucking um, this is the competition where where I had that absolute grind of a third bench. Right, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up and let Chrissy do her thing. She keeps calling us a catfish, the bitch. <laughs> Smooth as a badger. <laughs> so that yeah, was it. It was just like I was just having fun at that point there. So I remember saying the goal after I failed that third squat was just let's get six for six now. No more fails. No more. No more red lights. Let's just go and fucking smash it. Whoo! This is a lifetime PB for me as well. So that was ha I was reared up with that. Look how fucking fat I am, man. Jesus. I do, Ryan. <laughs> Fuck, I miss this so much, man. Routine, like, oh, deadlift, man. If I could have just figured out that deadlift sooner, I, w I could have been a multiple-time world champion by now. And it just, it just, it's going to make my story so much fucking better when I come back and win. Good happening. Nobody has my fucking level of self-belief. So 322 and a half. This was nowhere near a PB. I believe I'd pulled... 335.5 on the platform at a previous date but it was just like the main thing for me with this here was just making sure that I didn't fail any of my deadlifts because I I remember I was in two minds over um what I was going to do here I was more leaning on the side of I'm gonna just leave I'm gonna leave the sport I'm gonna take a competitive break and then I'm gonna come back like, when I feel like I can handle the pressure that I put on myself and everything. But I was also kind of leaning to the fact, like, I just need to get better at being consistent on the platform. And I was already kind of like a 7 for 9, 8 for 9 guy. But I was, I've was i never been a 9 for 9 guy. And um, that's what that was about. So it was just like, I wanted to, rather than just trying to go for something that was um, going to put me at risk of, coming fifth i think fourth was was I, I had it i think it was possible i could have gotten third i don't think i was far off third but i can't be asked checking the results um but i just want to play it safe and just make sure i got i got three out of three because to me 
I'd been second, I'd been third already. I didn't really give a fuck about adding another one of those to me to me medal collection. I just thought I'd rather come fourth. I'd rather come fourth and get three out of three than risk going two out of three on deadlifts and failing it to come fourth or fifth. Like if I was gonna be fourth anyway, I'd rather get three out of three. Because winning's everything to me now because I've done everything else. Like I think I've gold medaled in I've medaled in all three lifts individually. I've totaled in I've taught I've total medaled every time. Not every time, sorry, but I've total medaled a few times. Like I don't need to do those things anymore. I just need to win it. And yeah, it's fucking pointless so and I know that it's not big lifts that win competitions, it's big totals. So I want to get used to going two, uh, three out of three, three out of three, three out of three to build up that nine for nine total so that that's going to be my biggest total that I can get on, on any given day. And I just know that when I'm at my best, like I'm unbeatable. I'm, 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 un, I'm unplayable on days when I'm consistent and I'm just getting that back and like one of the things that's that really has changed where like I don't like it when people brag and all that sort of stuff. But now what I think I realise what it is, it's when the brag just on their social media where like if you've got thousands of followers, right? Like I'm on 10.7 thousand followers. And if I just put out all that stuff where I'm trying to sound fucking sentimental, and I'm trying to sound profound and I'm trying to fucking like it comes across as arrogance because like People are on people are on there for different reasons. Like they follow you for different things. Like they don't just want to see one aspect of your life. They want to see all aspects of it. And there's a lot of people on there who'll see those posts and they'll um, be supportive. But there's also a lot of people who'll do it and fucking slag us off behind me back. And like I used to be really kind of like like weary of that, and I didn't like the idea of that, and I wanted to kind of like protect myself from that. And I, so like that was kind of when. I didn't want to answer certain things. I would just be like, nah, fuck off. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. And what I realize now is it's like, if I put it out in a, in something like this, like on a podcast or in an IG video, people are watching it because they're genuinely interested on this actual topic. And I feel better about putting out my true feelings about about myself. And this is not meant to be arrogant or anything like that at all. It's just, I know that I'm the best strength athlete on the planet, like naturally. And like... I need to keep believing in myself and I need to keep putting it out there in, in the universe because the more that I put it out there and I say it and it's met with good response, the more I believe it and the more that keeps me disciplined. And it's like, if I do what I know I can do, I can dominate in any of the strength sports that I choose to do. And that's what this is all, that's what this is all about. It's like, I'm reconnecting with people from the past. I'm, grown as a person i'm gaining more insights from more than one perspective and it's helping me stay balanced in my everyday life and if i can do that like i will be i will be ibf world champion i know for a fucking fact i will and now it doesn't feel every time i would every time i would make that kind of declaration on a facebook post and i hit enter <clears throat> i would i would kind of like half believe it and it's like you know when you see a couple that's like close to breaking up and the posting constantly about each other how much they love each other and all that sort of stuff and it's like always pictures of themselves together and everything it's like i always wonder how much of that is just like a cry for help like a bit of a desperation they're trying to convince themselves that 
that it's still there when it's not because it's something that I've noticed. You always see that couple break up two or three weeks later after that, like when the when it when it intensely there's more that there's less time between each of those posts and they keep fucking going on about how much they love each other and all that. They usually end up breaking up three, four, two, three, four weeks later. And it's like that same sort of thing where I think when you're hitting send, you're thinking like you're trying to convince yourself that it's right, but you know there's something wrong. And I was doing that every time I was saying that I was going to be a world champion someday. I was hitting send. And the more times I'd failed, the more times I'd failed on, along the way, the less I believed it. And when I was hitting send, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, but I'm probably not going to fucking stay consistent enough to actually do what I need to do. But now when I hit send on that, it's like I fucking genuinely believe it. Like, there's nobody who can, there's nobody who can outwork me in anything when it comes, like when I put my mind to it. Anything physical, I can outwork anybody in it with a barbell any day of the week. And I just need to keep telling myself that and believe in it. And more importantly, because I'm on a fucking high right now, I've had a mint weekend. But more importantly, I need to keep reminding myself of that when I'm not feeling like I can't, like I can be bad doing stuff. Like it's important to stay consistent at all times. And that's where the discipline comes into it. Right, so I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, there was a few moments of just silence while I was reviewing the episode, but I think I did a good enough job of talking all the way through it. And um, let us know what you think, because what I think I might do, I might see about doing more of these reviews, but I'll do them with a guest. So like when we can get back, I, I won't be able to do them that often, but when we get back, when I go to a competition... Maybe I'll just fucking get them in my room and we'll just set up YouTube and we'll watch a competition and we'll just review it and things we were talking about. So, like, maybe I can get Tony. Maybe I can get me, Tony, and Owen on a podcast together because it was always between us three for the best Wilkes in the country. I'm the best fucking whatever the new IPF points are, lads. Unlucky. But uh, maybe that'd be fun. Then, like, talking through what we were going through on each of the days and where we placed, how we felt we could have went, how it could have went if things were different. Yeah, that'll be cool. Right. Um, that was fun. I had fun there. Okay, guys. Fitness and Threes is up. Um, every, so episodes of this are going to be dropping every day at 12 o'clock now. Um, the only day that that might not happen is a Sunday. I'll try and do it on a Sunday and stay consistent with it. But <sighs> if I can't be asked, I'm not fucking doing it. Right. Toodles!